Life Audio. Welcome to the Real Refreshment Podcast. Join us as we dive into motherhood at the foot of the throne with your host, Rachel Carmen. If you are tired, overwhelmed, and feeling alone, this is the place for you. A place for real moms with real stories seeking real refreshment found only in the living God. Take a minute to visit rachelcarmen.com and join the community of Real Refreshment listeners who are taking the dare to be in the Word as a top priority in the journey of motherhood. All right, let's kick off this latest episode of the Real Refreshment Podcast. Here's your host, Rachel Carmen. Okay, moms, here we are in session five. We're going to wrap this thing up. We're going to bring it all together. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Just for a quick review, we've been in Deuteronomy, then Matthew, then Deuteronomy and Matthew. And guess what? We're back in Deuteronomy. And our theme has been remember and do not forget. Zakar, remember, remember who God is, what he's done. Who he is is evident in what he's done. He's faithful. He's just. He is sovereign over all things. He's trustworthy. He's good. All of these things God is and they're evident all around us and in our own lives. We've got to remember what God has done and who he is. We need to remember God's standard, his commandments, his call to us to be holy as he is holy. And now we're going to remember that he has extended to you and I, we've talked about this through all the sessions, an invitation. Are we going to participate or not? And now that we're back in the book of Deuteronomy, we're going to pick up, right? We contextualize Deuteronomy in section one. 
talking about where, how far God had brought his people, that we ended up in the book of Deuteronomy. We talked about that this is Moses's sermon series to the second generation. And now we're toward the end of the book of the Deuteronomy. And this is the climax. These are Moses's last words to this new generation, the second generation out from bondage in Egypt. This is them. And again, Moses is like 119, 120, right in there. And he is pleading with them to remember. And what I want you to see here is what this crescendo is. Now, I'm going to dare you to take some time to read the whole book of Deuteronomy. Yes, I am, because it's so rich and there's so much here. But I'm going to read you a few excerpts of what we get here in this book from Moses. And then I've got a great chart that I want to go over with you so that we can really see what Moses is calling us to and the invitation that God is extending to each one of us. So if you have your Bibles or if you want to jot it down, like I said, I'd like to dare you to read the whole book of Deuteronomy, but I've got a few passages here I want to capitalize on. And so first of all, the beginning of Deuteronomy chapter eight, verse, let's see, where do we want to start? Let's see. Oh, let's do this. Our guiding verse and the theme verse for remember and do not forget is right here, A2. So we'll start actually in verse one and then we'll see how verse two dovetails in. But I want you to listen to maybe things that are often read over. Maybe you've never read this at all, never heard this read. So listen, listen fully to what the word of the Lord says. Moses is speaking. All the commandments that I am commanding you today, you shall be careful to do that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to give you and your forefathers. You shall remember all the way which the Lord your God has led you in the wilderness these 40 years, that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. He humbled you and he let you be hungry. And fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you understand that man does not live by bread alone, but by everything that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. Your clothing did not wear out, nor did your feet swell these 40 years. Thus, You are to know in your heart that the Lord your God was disciplining you, just as a man disciplines his son. Therefore, you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to fear him. Man, that passage right there is just power packed. Once again, can you hear the pleading? of Moses pointing out these things. He's telling this next generation, do you see the love of God? He humbled you. He allowed you to be hungry. Why? So that he could show himself faithful. So he could provide for you. He he tested you. He disciplined you as a father disciplines a son. And we know throughout scripture, there's this theme that love disciplines, love treats. And that's what Moses says right here. There's clear evidence, Moses says, that God loves you because he's disciplined you. He's he's tested you. He's gone for what? Your actions? No. No. Actions are easy enough, right? 
actions can be part of a duplicitous life when we are willing to do whatever to look. However, no, God never wants to go for something so low as just our behavior. God wants our hearts. This is one of those threads throughout scripture. God's not going. He's not lowballing us. He doesn't want the easy things. He doesn't want our acting. He wants our hearts. He wants the center of our being. He wants our will to want his will. He wants our attitude to be submitted to him. That's what he's going for. And that's what Moses says that God was doing to them in the wilderness. See, this is the generation that had buried their parents and their grandparents, their aunts and their uncles, maybe older siblings. And and Moses says, look, they were paying a price, but God was disciplining you. One of the things that I think is fascinating throughout scripture is God is very personal for each one of us, but as he is personally dealing with us, he's also ministering to everyone around us because they're watching too. They're seeing too. When we walked through some of our darkest times of unemployment with seven children, it was very personal. God was growing us, growing our dependency on him, growing our faith, trying to weed out all of the doubt, try to get rid of all of the faithlessness, try to eliminate the shallowness, right? That was still within us. He was doing a very personal work in us as individuals. He was doing a work in us as a couple, as a married couple. He was doing work in us as a family. He was doing work in the hearts of each one of our children, but also as a family. And he was doing a work in our community. There was a community of people that was watching us do it good and do it awful, right? Fall on our faces, crying out to the Lord in failure and in frustration. People were watching and you know what they were seeing? They were seeing a faithful God provide in spite of our doubt, in, in spite of our wrestlings, in spite of God was ministering to us, growing us individually. And he was also ministering to everyone that was watching. We see that here in this story. When Jesus, when God had to discipline the parents and the grandparents, the original generation that came out of Egypt, he was dealing with them very personally and very deliberately, especially those 10 of the spies who doubted and led an insurrection of sorts against Moses and Aaron. He was dealing with them. Obviously, that is clear. But he was also, he was also, Extending an invitation for the next generation to trust him, to have faith in him, to believe in him and not doubt. God does this over and over and over. Do a study of it on your own. Look at how God not only meets the individual. Remember the woman at the well, if you came to the teaser event, the woman at the well, it was about the woman and it was about the town, right? Because she had to tell. She couldn't keep it to herself. See, when you experience who God is, when he personally touches you, you can't keep it to yourself. You can't. Other people are affected. Look, we're either infected by sin or we're affected by Jesus. And when we're affected by Jesus, we have to give it out to other people. We want to share it. We want to tell them. We want them to know who he is. So, Moses is telling them here in the beginning of the book, 
just remember God loves you so much that he tested you and he tried you and he disciplined you. Mom, I want you to know many of you feel tested and tried and disciplined. Some of you feel overwhelmed and frustrated and over your head, right? I get it. You're exhausted. You're lonely. Me too. Me too. It's been a tough year. But I'm going to tell you, I really believe, I really believe that God is extending us individually and as a community. Do you trust me? Do you trust me more than you thought you needed to in ways that you hadn't thought of during a time that you never would have predicted and circumstances you don't even like? Do you trust me? Will you dare to lean further in? I don't think I know anybody who 2020 has been the year we thought it was going to be, right? And early on, after I had a difficult year last year in 2019, I had 19 eye surgeries total, right? Rough year, rough year. No fun, wouldn't want to do it again, right? I was looking forward to 2020. And I remember people telling me, your vision, it's going to be great. And I had the horses saddled. I was ready to go. I had a plan. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of the Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on the Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. This was not it. This was not it. And I'm just like, whoa, what is this? And yet, and yet, if I dare, to hold fast to what I know to be true, that there's a sovereign God that orders everything. This was his plan for this year. And so then the question becomes, why? Instead of why, what? What do you want me to learn? What do you want to show me? What do you, in the year of vision, what do you want me to see? God, open my eyes to see what I can't. See what I need to deal with in my own hearts. Deal with in my own home, in my marriage, in my relationships, and whatever. See, I really believe that God loves us enough to discipline us in ways we couldn't have predicted and wouldn't want, wouldn't choose. We probably none of us would have chosen 2020 to be what it's been. 
But that doesn't mean that God's not here in it. And it doesn't mean that there hasn't been evidence of God's love in it and through it. I believe his invitation to join him is as urgent as it's ever been. And that's what Moses is talking about here. So at the beginning of it, he's saying, look, God loves you enough to do this. And and he does kind of a PS. Did you catch the PS in the middle? So he says in the middle of this, just kind of in passing, like PS, like, don't forget, your clothes didn't wear out. Think about that. Think about that. You don't have to have 25 children to really get excited about the idea that their clothes didn't wear out. Later on, he says, your shoes didn't wear out. Your sandals did not wear out over 40 years. Look, when I had all seven of my kids home, I would have been happy for a pair of shoes on one of my kids to last two, what, three months? That would have been glorious. We're talking about 40 years. So what's the point? Why is that in holy writ? Why do we know that their clothes didn't wear out and their sandals didn't wear out? I mean, really, who cares? I care. You should care. This is saying that God attended to the details. That these little things, shoes, sandals, clothes, he saw to it. He saw to their need for bread and water. And he saw to their need to have clothing. And he cared enough to miraculously, moms, this is a miracle. Surely as a mom, you can recognize this. This is a miracle that their sandals and their clothes did not wear. It's a miracle. And Moses is just tucking this in going, by the way, in case you didn't notice, in case you weren't paying attention, your clothes didn't wear out. Your sandals did not wear out over 40 years. So my first question to you is, Mom, what is it that God's doing that you're not paying attention to? What is he providing for? How is he meeting a need that you and I have just, he's taking it for granted. What is he doing that we have just assumed he's going to keep doing that we need to take time to praise him for? Like sandals not wearing out. I think there are things in all of our lives, like our next breath, our next meal, warm beds, healthy children, our own ability to walk, the fact that we have copies of the word of God. We are blessed in abundance. As David said, the boundary lines have landed for us in pleasant places, and we would do good to honor and praise him for that. This is at the beginning of Deuteronomy. Now I want to skip more to the back of Deuteronomy in chapter 30. I love this. You're going to catch on right here. For this commandment, which I command to you, Moses again is speaking here, for today is not too difficult for you. So Moses is laying all of this out that they're supposed to do to honor and obey God. And he said, by the way, this is not too hard for you. This is not too hard. So no whining, no complaining. Don't fall into that. You saw what happened the last time whining and complaining happened, right? A whole generation fell in the desert. No whining and complaining. This is not too hard for you. Mom, I want you to know, living worthy is not too hard for you. It's impossible without the Holy Spirit, but with the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, it is not too hard. God will not ask you to do something he will not help you do. That he will not walk you 
through. Moses says, this is not too hard for you. But the word is very near to you. It is not far. It's in your mouth and in your heart that you may observe it. And then here's what Moses says. See, I have set before you today life and death, blessing and curse, to love God, the Lord your God, and to walk in his ways, to keep his commandments, statutes, and judgments. Choose life. Choose life. See, Moses says there's two choices. God's way or the way of the enemy. Choose God's way. Choose God's way. He characterizes his choose life. Look, you choose this way, it leads to death. Every single time it leads to death. And if you read the rest of the New Testament narrative, when you have the the kingdom of Israel, right? And then it divides into two kingdoms. And then you don't have it. You have a lot of really bad kings, right? And guess what? They choose death. They choose cursing. They did. It's not a multi-choice question. It's not A through D or A through Z or A through double A. It's not. It's life or death, blessing or curse. Choose life that you may live a long and prosperous life. Choose life. This is the central core plea of Moses to the people. It may be familiar with you. You see it again at the end of the book of Joshua in chapter 24, verses 15. Joshua says, choose you this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You make your own choice. I can't make it for you. Oh, that we could, right? One of the questions that my son asked me one time is we tried to ask stemper questions to each other. And he asked me one time, he goes, I've got one for you, mom. You're going to study. You can't, you probably can't answer this. It's going to be a long time before you can answer it. He goes, what's the hardest thing about being a mom? I was like, that is not hard. That's all you got. And he goes, yeah, what's the hardest thing about being a mom? And I'm like, the fact that you're free agents, I can't make you. I can't make you, right? God made us free agents. He made us that we would go into the world as his image bearers and that we would spread his glory. That was his plan, that we would live holy lives, that we would live worthy, that we would be different, that we would give all glory and honor and praise to him, that we would choose life. But we're free agents. He won't make us. He won't make us. When we choose him, he will send his spirit to indwell us and give us the strength to do what we can't without him but he will not make us. Oh, that we would choose life. Jesus says, I have come that you would have life and that you would have it, what? Kind of? Just to get by, just sort of skimpy? No. Jesus said, I have come that you would have life and that you would have it abundantly, full, to the fullest, that your life would be to the fullest. And that's an echo of what Moses says here. And again, we have it over in the book of Jeremiah. I love this. In Jeremiah 6, Jeremiah says, thus says the Lord. Jeremiah was a prophet. Thus says the Lord, repent, hope. So here's, thus says the Lord, stand at the way and see and ask for the ancient paths and where the good way is and walk in it. Where is the good way? Choose life. That's the good way. Choosing the things of God Choosing to lean into his holiness. Choosing 
life is the ancient path. But the prophet Jeremiah said, but you said, we will not. There are consequences to not choosing God's path. So I've got a chart for you that I want to go over with you briefly. It looks like this. Some of you got it with your retreat little kit that you got in the mail. And otherwise, you'll be able to print it off as a PDF. But I just want to show you the compare and contrast between choosing life and choosing death. And it goes directly with the heart, soul, mind, and strength that we talked about earlier. So it's a progression, right? And that's what you need to see here. You don't jump to the end, right? It's a progression. When you choose life, your heart is trusting. With your heart, you are trusting. With your willing trust, your soul means you're careful over and over again. I don't remember how many times. It'd be a great word study for you to look at Moses' plea for them to be careful. Be careful to keep the whole law. Be careful to follow this. Be careful, he says over and over. With our soul, we're careful, right? With our mind, here's our word, we remember. We remember. This means that we are not accidentally living. We're not randomly going through life. We are intentional and purposeful, and we are intent on remembering. We have our minds set on things above, on truth, on God, on Jesus' sure and imminent return. And with our strength, we're doing acts of obedience. We're serving. We're dying to ourselves. Why? Because we've chosen life. We've chosen life. And we're able to do all of these things because the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, the opposite, will go through that progression. The opposite is choosing death, choosing cursing. And that's when in our hearts, we lean into doubt. Instead of leading in to trusting we doubt. And see, look, we all have thoughts of doubt, but the problem is when we let them fester, when we flame those fans, and instead of when we feel that doubt, we go to the word of God, we start praising, right? We start worshiping, we seek him in prayer. Instead of doing that, we just go, well, maybe it's not true. Da, da, da. And we wring our hands, right? And we flam, flame, the, fan the flames of fear in our own heart and doubt that our soul is distracted. This is when we allow our feelings to lead us. We're distracted. We feel this way here and this way. We're like, we're like a bunny rabbit. We're all over the map. We're distracted. We're letting the world lead us instead of us wheeling it in. We're letting our emotions lead us. Our mind, instead of remembering with our mind, we forget. We're not being intentional. We're being random. We're not doing things on purpose. We're not determining. We're not resolving as Daniel did in the book of Daniel. And Daniel resolved. If you resolve, you remember. But if you choose against resolution, you will forget. And you're not going to bear the image of God the way that he has called and planned for you to do. And finally, with your strength, instead of obeying when you choose life, when you choose cursing and death you use your strength to disobey god to run in the opposite direction of his truth and his goodness today i hold before you the opportunity to participate in what god is doing in this world 
And I believe we start that by remembering, do not forget. Remember and do not forget. And in the words of Moses, choose life that it may go well with you. That it may go well with you. You have a little keychain with a sandal on it, silver keychain with a, a, a sandal on it, just to remind you of those things that God takes care of that we forget about. Something as simple as sandals. And I would ask you to consider taking some time to ask God, what are some things that you've taken care of and haven't thanked you for? Because I want to take some time to do that. Zakar, moms, remember, do not forget God's acts, God's expectations, and God's invitation. Make sure you RSVP. He loves you. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you have a question or comment, we invite you to send it to info at rachelcarmen.com. And while you're at Rachel's website, check out her wonderful resources, including the Word in Motion Bible Curriculum. We want to take a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. Moms, more than ever, we really do need each other. We need to be challenged, and we need accountability in the Word. Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you in the next episode of The Real Refreshment Podcast. Hi, friend. Are you stressed? maybe even worried about so many needs around you that you've forgotten you are worth taking care of too. Well, I'm Bonnie Gray, the host of Breathe, the Stress Less podcast. I want to invite you to join me as I share practical tips based on science, inspired by God's word to help you spark joy and restore God's peace and love to your soul. Subscribe now and go to lifeaudio.com.